0: Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I have a really uh, fun day for me. I, I don't know about you guys, but it's a fun day for me. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts or two of my favorite podcast hosts. One podcast, two hosts. Sounds like an episode of into itself.
1: It really does. <laughs> yes.
0: Joy and Claire, from, previously from Girls Gone Wad, now from... This is Joy and Claire. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Hey, how's it going?
0: It is going uh, well. It's early here in Cleveland, but not as early as you guys there in uh, in Colorado. So. Yeah,
1: but I'm like the quintessential morning person, which is very annoying to a lot of people who are not.
2: And I am not.
0: <laughs> See, I am. So it's two against one on this. I'm always yeah, I
2: know. so great. <laughs> you guys can carry the show because I'm going to be sitting over here like, what? Huh? Oh, no, I'm like, I'm like yeah see well, that was and then like just there when i tried to combine the words up and awake and just ended up going like mm-hmm.
0: no i'm like i'm like three cups of coffee into the day already so i'm totally yeah. totally pumped and ready that. to go i got up super early yesterday and went to the gym i i never i rarely do the five or the six a.m class and so yesterday i woke up it was like 4 30 in the morning i'm like screw it i'm gonna go so i got up and i had like two cups of coffee and on the drive over i had a pre-workout and my coach is like are you okay <laughs> Like, oh, those are the best yeah. moments where you're just like,
1: ah, I just yes. have all the energy.
0: Yeah. I'm like, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Why? Why do you ask?
2: They're why like, have you, you slept? Are you in the middle of like a manic episode? Do we need to worry about this? I feel like that's the only reason that I would be that awake at 5am is if I hadn't slept
0: oh. at all. Yeah. Like what? I would
2: still be writing from the last day.
0: I don't know. My, when my eyes open, I feel like my feet have to hit the floor. I don't know why. It's been that way since I was a little boy.
2: You know, those people that are like
1: every morning when I wake up before my feet hit the floor, I talk, I I talk myself through my day. I think about five things I'm grateful for. I'm like, that would never happen. I can't even, my brain will not function to get into a space of relaxation. Like the second I wake up, I have to get up and I have to go. Oh yeah. Maybe that's why I have many problems.
2: (laughs) Right. It's not like you don't wake up and the first thing you think is, okay, time for self-reflection. It's like, oh, God, I got to pee. Oh, I got to pee. I'm like hungry. I got to have some caffeine. No, and so they're I- just like, think about
1: the things you're grateful for. Set your daily intentions. And that is just like, I never, I do not understand that way of uh, waking up.
0: Yeah. That's not how I wake up. First of all, I'm a late forties guy. So, you know, me, I'm in the mo- I'm getting up three or four times in the night to pee. So I don't have to worry about that so much in the morning, but yeah. I, uh, I, I do have a routine now I'm trying to get up and do some self-reflection these days. That's actually kind of my new thing for the the page is to start the day with like a, a, a gratefulness post because I found myself getting up in the morning and checking the 50 DMS that have come in overnight and just sitting there getting pissed off at all the random stuff that's coming into me and people making rude comments and, and, right. so. I'm trying to be better this year. We'll see how it goes.
1: Starting the post. Well, what do you mean by better? Like starting the post with gratitude?
0: Yeah. Just, start- yeah. So I do this gratitude post every day. It's the very first thing I post every morning. I posted one this morning um, about kindness. Um, but every day is something different. Like I, it, it, it kind of occurred to me that um, if I was waking up that way, I thought maybe others were too. And so I thought, you know, maybe for this year, you know start taking the page you know not in a different direction but um as kind of an addition to the page and a, my commitment to the community add something we should be grateful for knowing that gems and and members would start sharing that to others and maybe that could escalate out amongst the community and so i just i kind of pick a topic every day something that i think people should be grateful for that they should maybe reflect on and think about you know today was kindness yesterday was you know, people that deal with depression aren't alone. Um, it's it's really just kind of anything. Can
1: I can I offer a suggestion to step the game up? Yes, this is what I'm trying to do because we're always focused on gratitude. Gratitude. What am I thankful for? What am I thankful for? Which can be a little bit more like self serving, which is great. But I also think Adam Grant does this research around um, passive. Let's see. I'm going to get this wrong, but just look it up. Adam Grant's work. It's active giving versus passive receiving. So just kind of doing the what you're what you contributed to someone else today. So thinking about how you helped someone else is a is taking it just a little bit more of an action step as opposed to how was I served today. Or gratitude's great. Like I'm not dissing it, but I also think that to just shift it, like if you've done gratitude forever and ever, take it to the next step of saying how be an active giver. How did I contribute today? how did I help someone else today? Yeah, so no.
2: yeah. I've been doing for the, about the last year on my personal Instagram every night, uh, usually, hold on, sorry. Had to clear my throat. I just have a cold the whole winter because my kids are disgusting. Um, every night, um, My personal Instagram stories, I do three things I'm thankful for that day. I've been doing it for about a year and it tends to encompass both things that have happened to me. And then also sometimes things that I've done and I've really just don't put any parameters around it. I don't try to have a theme. I don't try to, you know, sometimes the things are really, really, really small. And sometimes it's been a really crappy day and I have to sit there for 20 minutes and think like, what was I thankful for today? And the only caveat is that it has to be within, you know, that. 24-hour period. And sometimes the things are just like, I'm thankful that I remembered my coffee this morning. And sometimes things are like, I'm thankful because my kids are healthy, like, you know, little things and, and much bigger things, or I'm thankful because, um, you know, I baked a really good loaf of bread today, or, you know, I was able to help someone at carry their groceries out. Like, it's, and it's been really helpful. And a lot of people who follow my personal Instagram have started doing it as well And just taking this little moment at the end of the day to look back and think, okay, what did I do today that I can be grateful for? And I've been doing it now for so long, like about truly almost a year to the day that it's a complete habit for me. And it used to take me 10 or 15 minutes to think of three things. And now it's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, great. That was a great day. And I was inspired by someone else to do it. So I think, you know, when you said that you're hoping that it'll spread, um, I definitely have seen that happen. I think people are very hungry for somebody to sort of tell them like, Hey, this is a good idea. Trust your impulse towards taking that time out of your day to like really sit down and reflect and either whether it's in the morning or the evening or anything in between and, you know, put yourself in that mindset. It's been, it's been great. I love it.
0: Yeah, I think those are all great ideas. I mean, I've I've been kind of racking my brain thinking, man, how am I going to keep up this gratitude thing for 365 or, or 366 days this year? But I think those are great ideas and, and you know, spreading it out into some, you know, not just things I'm grateful for, but things people can do. Um, oh, wait, here's Bean. Sorry. Just got to get involved, don't you, buddy? Hi, Bean. Ugh.
2: Wow, Joy, I'm really proud of you for holding back your pet voice. All right, I oh.
1: almost went there.
0: No, it's here. See? And now he's about to get punted because now he's biting me. This is oh, me. my God. Is
2: that his
1: tongue? Oh, is yes. that his tongue?
0: <laughs> Seriously. I wish man. everyone
1: could see this. He's got his little tongue out. Oh, my God. This is Oh, my, his God. Thing. Oh, really? my God. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. OK, we got to shut it down or else I will not stop. I um, <laughs> so I, I have a quick question back to what and sorry, I know this is your podcast, but since I always love podcast inceptions because we end up, you know, we're all kind of interviewers so we naturally gravitate towards wanting to ask each other questions but when you said uh i'm always very fascinated by like behavior change and how people have a desire to do something different is it because of your desire is it because of things that you um see on the page that you're not liking what did what did that
0: what uh no i like i like everything that goes on the page i mean the page is me that's the thing the page is me and so i you know i think often there's a perception of me that i don't like that I'm, I'm trying to get the full picture of me out there. Meaning the page has always been me sharing stories of my family. You know, my dad CrossFit's now. So I share stories on that. Um, you know, me just so great, you know, me being a fan of the sport or certain athletes and kind of, you know, bragging about those people. And then there's certainly the sarcasm and the satire and, you know, the memes and there's some rudeness and that sort of thing. You know, people see the page for what they often what they want to see it like I'll have people to go oh you you troll people Why? Well, I, I actually I don't troll people I hardly ever am mean to someone matter of fact I'm I'm only mean to someone when they go after CrossFit as an example you know like if they intentionally say you know CrossFit causes injuries then I might go after them for that and so I'm just Are trying people to paint... still
1: trying to do that that's really funny because i it's I'm like, crazy so 10 years ago but uh,
0: yeah I right. know yeah, there was some guy that did that a couple of days ago It went on uh, Tim Pawson's page and wrote this huge paragraph about how CrossFit was a joke and he was so much fitter than That's everybody fine. else. Yeah, it's That's re- cool. It's like, ridiculous.
1: Go, go do 20 workouts then and see how you feel. Yeah. Those
2: are my favorite ones where they're like, I'm fitter than you. It's like, cool. Enjoy that. Great. Enjoy your fitness. We're, we'll are we all be over here enjoying our it's fitness Like, well. uh, What yeah. What was that guy's name? Hunter? John, have you talked to Hunter?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I love
1: Hunter. Okay. He's okay. A funny dude. I, I haven't like talked to him personally, but I just remember the drama of him challenging CrossFit and then he got the wild card and everyone was pissed off about that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I got a whole story. I have a drama. whole story. About, yeah.
0: Whole story on him. But anyway, the kind of long story short to your question is that I'm just trying to paint the full picture of of me. The page is me. And so, you know, part of what I do, what people don't see often is I I do a lot of volunteer work. Um, You know, last year I I volunteered, I think it was over 120 hours when it was all said and done to Warriors uh, organizations. I donated time to Outlaw, donated time to uh, Barbells for Boobs, like lots of different organizations. And so I want to continue to push that out onto the page so people can see that this isn't it isn't a meme page. It's a for me, it's a community page. It's bringing people together, hopefully to put a little joy in their life, have some fun, some laughs. Um, But at the end of the day, it's still my page and it's me. And so that's part of why I'm wanting to put this out there because this is partly how I live my life. Like I, yeah, you know, I and you have,
1: I mean, you like comedy, you like humor, obviously.
0: Um, I, I the funny thing is I don't like meme pages. Um, I really what do you don't, mean? I don't like, I don't follow a lot of meme pages. Like, Oh, I, interesting. Okay. It's just not my, I do like comedy, but I'm not a comedian. Like I like to laugh. I like to make people laugh, but I would certainly not say I'm a comedian in any stretch of the imagination. I just have a really kind of absurd mind. Like I just see something, and my mind immediately goes to the most absurd place you can take it. Just the way it works. I don't know why. Just weird. Yeah. I
2: can relate to that. I don't listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, cool. I I, like, I, I, listen I, podcasts? I listen to very few. I listen to yours and like one or two others, and but I don't invest a lot of time in them.
2: I listen. I like. I would rather listen to audiobooks typically, and also. I listen. I'm, I mean, I keep alluding to like my life as this mom with young kids because it is all encompassing. I pretty much just listen to the Frozen Two soundtrack if I'm in the car.
0: <laughs> I was just telling somebody I was so grateful I missed Frozen. My my girls are 16 and 18, and so we were uh, Nemo and the Incredibles were, which are
2: fantastic movies and yes. don't have any stupid songs.
0: Yes, you got sucked with Frozen and not Frozen Two.
2: Frozen and Frozen Two and. Luckily, we're getting him into more of like the older Pixar stuff. He's a little young for The Incredibles. I think Syndrome would scare him, but like we watched Monsters University last night. That's a great movie.
0: We just rewatched that. We got Disney Plus, and so we we've started going through all the films and and kind of and rating them. And so we are rating uh, Monsters Inc. versus Monsters University. And Monsters Inc. is kind of crappy, at least the quality. You know,
2: the pre yeah. I feel like they did an amazing job. I feel like a prequel is a hard thing to pull off and they nailed it.
0: Oh yeah. It was, what's I thought the prequel was much better.
2: What's your favorite Pixar movie?
0: Oh, uh, see, we could, well, this, this may become the whole podcast. If we're going to get into this, um,
1: please don't. Oh
0: uh, yeah, we won't. <laughs> we won't. I have so many. I love the Incredibles. I really think I thought both of those were, were well done. Um, of course I'm a fan of the stuff. The girls liked Nemo was, uh, it was amazing. I missed the last Toy Story. The whole Toy Story series is great if you just like to cry. You Toy know. Story
1: is great. And
2: very <laughs> you church. just want to ch- cry some tears.
0: Yeah, um, not, yeah, I don't know. I I have yet to find one that I didn't really like. Like I kind of love them all. It That's true.
2: Did you see Inside Out? That one makes me cry. Yes, much.
0: it's so good. Oh I just watched God, it for the first it's time.
1: It's so good. Oh it my is. God. Bing I know. bong. Bing,
0: I love watching Bing it. bong. Well, but see, you have a, a kind of exciting future. You get a, you get to raise these kids through Harry Potter. I know you're a big Harry Potter fan. I know. We
2: just finished the first book. We got the illustrated versions. We just finished the first book last night.
0: Yeah. See, we we have all the books, all the movies. It's a routine part of our house of watching these. For me and my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter couldn't care less. It's just weird, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I definitely am one of those adults that like is weirdly into Harry Potter. Which is great.
0: What's weird about that? There's nothing weird about Harry Potter. Harry Potter's great.
2: I agree. Nothing weird at all. We are the normal ones.
0: Yes, we're the normal ones. We all like to dress up and walk around with wands. There's nothing weird about that. Nothing at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about you guys. So big name change to your podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: big, big name change. This name change took about a year. To really decide on, we've been thinking about it for quite some time. So, for people who are not familiar with the Girls Gone Wad podcast, where have you been? We've been around for about, I always say seven years because it feels like 20. Um, no, but we've been podcasting officially for six and a half, about seven years, and um, started the Girls Gone Wad podcast really when the CrossFit community was just a baby growing. And then, uh, podcasts were fairly new as well so we've been just doing that for so long and eventually we just started getting feedback from our listeners and a lot of people saying I don't do CrossFit but I love your show and we Claire and I really hadn't been talking about CrossFit specifically or really having the focus of the podcast be about CrossFit for a good couple years maybe three I mean it it's in there because we both still do CrossFit, but it wasn't such the focus, and we really just felt like we were growing out of it. So we decided to change our name, and um, so now it is called "This Is Joy and Claire."
0: So yeah. how how hard was that decision? Because I mean, when I when I found you guys, uh, it was you were interviewing Glassman. I I had just gone out and interviewed him for the first episode of my podcast, and like within days of finishing that, you guys had him on your show, and so I wanted to listen to get some you know, sense of who he was. And yeah. and, what, and the first thing I thought is, you guys have an amazing name to your podcast. Like, it it made me laugh. Like, it was really clever. Like, how stressful for, was that for you guys to make that that leap?
2: Honestly, it. by the time we got to that point, it felt super normal and natural and not like a leap. Like, we, I think, rode Girls Gone Wad as long as we could. And we truly got to the point where I was like, this just doesn't fit us anymore. And we are kind of beating a dead horse when it comes to this name and 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 it's just not serving us anymore. Like it's this great name. It's funny. It's a great, you know, play on words. We actually own the trademark to Girls Gone Wad. So, you know, we had a lot of both emotional and literal ownership over that brand. But we just got to the point where I was like, this is not what this is not who we are anymore. This is not what we're doing. And, you know, I think it would kind of be akin to like you know, your body, your body change, like you start doing CrossFit, you lose a bunch of weight or you get really muscular or whatever the situation may be. And like your favorite shirt just doesn't fit anymore. And no matter what you do, it just doesn't look the same anymore. And it like, you're like, you have these memories, like this used to be my favorite shirt, but it just doesn't fit anymore. So I'm just going to kind of give that up. And like Joy alluded to, it took us a solid year, if not more to decide on our name change. We have been Tossing around the concept of, you know, moving on from Girls Gone Wad for probably close to two years. And, you know, it just has been, um, I feel like once it happened and we switched over, I mean, it's a little nerve wracking. You know, you're asking people, we left our old feed, moved on to a completely new feed, or asking people to come over. And as soon as we did it, I mean, we had so much amazing feedback. We, We're in, you know, the top 30 um, podcasts in our category on iTunes because of all the new subscribers we were getting for the first couple of days. And it just was so validating. Like, this was the right move. We feel like we've kind of shed these expectations around always having to talk about health and fitness. And that's, you know, after several years, we just were ready. And so, I don't know. I mean, I feel really good about it at first it was scary. And then by the time it it got to it, it was like, this is, this is it. we're ready to go.
1: Yeah. And I think if, if anything was scary, it was when we knew something had to change, but we didn't know exactly what it was. And it was like either, okay, do we, how long do we keep doing this? Or do we change our name? None of the names that we were coming up with sounded good to us. We'd pass them back and forth. I'm not kidding. When I say it was a year when we were just tossing back and forth names. And then Luckily, we just took that time. We were in no rush. And then, um, you know, changing the feed, I think when it was the, we were recording the last episode on the Girls Gone Wad feed, we both got a little nostalgic because we're like, oh my gosh, this is kind of weird. This is a big deal. And some of our listeners gave feedback of like, we feel like we're losing a really important voice in the CrossFit space. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. We're still focused on that. We just really feel like we wanted to open up our audience and broaden our audience because there's so many more people we want to bring into the conversation. And it was and CrossFit was limiting that. So, um, so far it's been great. And I think it, like any change as corny as this sounds, when you take the leap, (laughs) the net will appear and just actually making the change. We didn't know how it would feel until we actually got there, but making the change, we both feel like, Oh my gosh, this feels so much better. Like I don't, really love being tied to CrossFit. I don't have to follow all the news and follow the drama and feel like we have to keep up with the Joneses on the podcast front, um, that we can now do whatever we want to do and focus on what we want to focus on. And I think the health and fitness space is great, but you know, Claire and I have both had some very intense journeys with our relationship to health and wellness and fitness. And we just kind of want to not have that be the focus anymore.
2: And I think like it's, I feel like it mirrors a lot of people's relationship with CrossFit, the, the sport, the activity, is like you get into it, the first couple of years, you are die hard. Like that's all you want to talk about. All the decisions during your day are made based on your CrossFit performance, your diet, what pre-workout you're going to take, what protein powder are you using? Do you like the nanos? Do you like the Metcons? You know, yada, yada, yada. And then slowly over time, It doesn't. That doesn't really go away, but it starts to expand, and those little things you kind of learn are not maybe as big of a deal as you once thought they were. And now it kind of comes becomes more about your community and about the other topics that come up when you are focused on health and fitness, and that includes mental health and body image, and you know your marriage and how does this, how does being healthy expand out into the rest of your life and that really was where we had gotten where now we're talking about our whole lives through this lens of yes we are people who are two of our main values in our lives our health and fitness but now you know it's more so that we're seeing the world through that lens rather than only focusing on that topic
0: it's interesting you described my t- my target audience and described that I'm your target audience all in one uh, paragraph. So like my target, audience are those people in the first two years that, that, uh, are insane about CrossFit, which is why I always stick to like, try to do really relatable topics on the page. Like in, it'll be something dumb, like, you know, my ass hurts after I mat setups and you'll see it in the comments. People are like, Oh my God, that's so you Becky, you know, um, I'm you guys, I've been doing this nine years. I could care less about the games. I could care less about the news. I don't care who's going to win the Mayhem Classic this weekend. It means nothing to me. Like, I care about what's going on in my life. Does it make me feel better mentally, physically, you know, my emotional well-being? Like, am I able to keep that in check because I go in and do these workouts and, and spend time in the community? Uh, So I love the fact that you guys are doing this. And I, to be honest, I'm a little jealous. I hate covering the news. Hate it. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: mean, that's, I think, and I didn't realize I was going to feel that way. I really didn't, but I guess once I was watching, you know, either Dave Castro's feed or, you know, whatever stories come up, I said this on one of our episodes where it kind of felt like we were always competing with all the other quote unquote CrossFit podcasts. You can't call yourself a CrossFit podcast podcast. And, um, and that just felt really liberating because I'm not, I'm not saying that we were really always in competition, but I think there's just a natural element to feeling like you kind of have to keep up with all the other podcasts out there. And there's a lot of male hosted podcasts that we, we just kind of felt like, I don't know, there were times when guests would go on their show, even though we asked them. And so we always kind of felt like, God, why do we always feel like we're running this race? Um, at least I felt like that and now it's just stepping kind of untangling yourself from that pocket of what you're talking about just felt very liberating. It was like, "Oh, I don't really have to care about that anymore." And I I didn't I didn't know until I stepped away from it that I just don't really want to care about that anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you said that because I the, I intentionally added a female co-host because it doesn't feel as if there's enough female, strong female voices in the CrossFit space. Like, it's all these kind of male-dominated yeah, podcasts. Think? Yeah, oh no, I
1: know. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's
0: really like it's kind of you guys, and, you know, I can I can name three that are popular. I mean, there's you guys, uh, Brooke Entz, that truthfully I don't consider CrossFit, and then uh, Julie Fouché, but she's total health doctor. She's totally
1: health doctor, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, and Claire and I are really just kind of like shooting the shit we're your girlfriends at brunch that we just want to kind of gossip and and get our feelings out. And I don't think there's um, a podcast that really compares to what we do, which is also why we named it. This is Joy and Claire, because it's so much focused on our dynamic that you just cannot, you can't get that anywhere else. And we're not trying to toot our own horn, but that is why people like us. That's, they just want to come and feel like they're hanging out with their girlfriends. And so um, while I still want the CrossFit community to come into our show and feel like they have a place to talk about all these things, we're not going to stop talking about it. It just wasn't like the main focus anymore.
0: Why do you think that is? I mean, cause CrossFit's a unique, I, I hate calling it a sport cause it's not a sport, but it's a unique environment where, you know, the men and women, particularly in the sport of fitness, they're paid the same, they're viewed the same. The workouts are all the same. Like there, I feel like there's a lot of equality in CrossFit versus other professional sports or even things that you do together. But why do you think there's not a bigger voice for women, maybe in the podcast space or even in the media space?
2: I think women are a lot more prone to talking themselves out of being the voice of something. You know, I think we are much more, you know, just Through the way that we're raised and the messages we've gotten in society. And I think that this is definitely changing. And I'm obviously a lot has changed in the last several years for the way women show up in society, which I'm grateful for. But I think part of it has to do with we tend to kind of say, oh, someone else is already doing that. I should, you know, what am I going to bring to the table? Whereas I think men are more likely to feel like, Oh, cool. Like I'm just gonna start this and see where it takes us. Um, I've definitely noticed that amongst my female friends versus my male friends that women are so much more prone to get an idea and then talk themselves out of it. And I think there are a ton of women out there who would love to start a podcast, but then think to themselves, well, you know, so and so is already really doing this. Like, what would I contribute to the space? And um I think men are a little less likely to do that. And I also think that um, women are in that for that same reason, a little more sensitive to criticism. And so once one person comes on and says, your podcast is dumb, like I, you know, it's a really personal thing to put yourself out there through speaking. It's different than just, you know, blogging or anything like that. It is, does feel a lot more personal. And I think, you know, we need to have slightly thicker skins when it comes to that, um, And I think that's also a little bit why we, with our rebrand, we did focus specifically on ourselves. Like this is Joy and Claire. It is a little bit of a declaration of like, we are who we are. And that's at the end of the day, that's what sets us apart. And that in and of itself gives us this permission to not feel in competition with anybody else. Like I know you guys probably both notice. And hopefully a lot of your listeners notice that morning chalk up just launched a podcast and it has two female hosts, which I think is awesome. But at first I did have this hang of like, what the hell, Justin, like, why didn't you call us? Hello. Hello. But then I was like, no, this is good. The, you know, like the world needs more female voices, CrossFit space needs more female voices. And we're not here to do that anymore. We're just here to like, the one thing that no one else can do is have our dynamic. And, you know, I think that it's taken us a long time to step into that confidence. Um, And I don't know if that's just because, you know, what that has to do with us being women, because I've never been a man to compare it to, but I do think that that's typically a little bit harder.
0: Being a man's overrated, just for the record, way overrated. My opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, so um, from a content standpoint, I mean, it's just the, I mean, obviously, this has to be freeing for you guys. Just do whatever you want. You're going to change. you going to change much. You it's, see, like a well, different vision, or
1: I, I don't know. I think Claire and I have already had a couple episodes under our belt with the new feed, and not much has changed. I mean, we we're interested in what we're interested. I don't think that's going to change wildly, but I think we're just kind of going to gradually open ourselves up to other possibilities um, and interviews. For instance, one of our, actually it was our first full episode, we talked about the clothing industry and how um, fast fashion is really bad for the environment. And we're kind of on this kick of, you know, especially with everything going on in Australia and just, I mean, the world is on fire and everything's just really devastating right now. So we were talking a lot about how we can be better for the environment. We were talking about resolutions and how we want to be better about not consuming and focusing on less waste. And um, we got on the topic of fast fashion and how that's just such a big problem for waste in our world. And so we are like, maybe we should have someone on who can talk about the clothing industry and how we, cannot, how we shouldn't be wasteful. So like, that's an example. We probably wouldn't have done that on Girls Gone Wad, um, But, you know, we're really passionate about these things and we want to kind of just let it see where, where it takes us.
0: See, I'm sitting here going, "What the hell is fast fashion?" I'm not even sure I know what that. Fast is.
1: fashion's kind of like <laughs> mass production. I, I, I hate to throw out Walmart, but like, clo- like even yeah, Target, yeah. you know, you go and get the cheap clothes, and they just mass produce all of these cl- uh, pieces of clothing, um, and it just happens really fast. So it cycles in, cycles out. You have like the spring line, the summer line, the winter line, and just very, very cheaply made um, clothing that's really kind of meant to. You're supposed to you can have a sun a summer winter and spring wardrobe because it's so cheap so you can cycle through all these clothes because it's it's not as expensive and so that that's why they call it fast fashion because you know the next thing we're going to see in a couple weeks is the spring line at target the spring line or all these spring clothes um at the kind of more uh i don't i don't want to say like um not as expensive like i'm not saying everyone has to have designer clothes but uh, the stores that we kind of shop at for our groceries, sometimes you can get like really cheaply made clothes and, and afford it, but it's actually very, very bad for the environment because they just end up dumping all the stuff that they don't use.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I never think of the environmental impact of what I'm buying. I, I'm, I'm probably very environmental friendly because I tend to buy clothes that will last me several seasons. Like I, I get laughed at cause I buy a lot of Lululemon and I talk about it a lot, but I buy it because I've had the same pair of shorts now for nine totally. years.
1: I, 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 you know? 100% agree. Yeah. And that Lululemon is a great example of people being like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. But I'm like, but I've had the same Lululemon tights for 10 years and they've lasted forever. Um, So things like that, I think, I mean, I'm sure there's things that they do that aren't great practice for the environment, but I think we just need to start having those types of conversations.
2: Right. And this is like, as compared to, you know, a hundred years ago where you maybe had two shirts, one pair of pants and a jacket. And then if it, you know, if your pants ripped, you sewed them back up as opposed to having an entire closet and an entire dresser full of clothes that once they start to wear out or if they get a stain or if they get a rip, you're not even considering repairing that. You're just saying, oh, well, oh, well, that was a good ride with that, you know, $12 t-shirt. Guess I'm going to go get a new one. Right. So it's also the mindset around it, not just the, I mean, it's everything. But yeah, I think to Joy's point, like those types of topics, we maybe would have mentioned, but wouldn't have gone quite as far down the rabbit hole. And The one thing I keep saying, though, is like at the end of the day, I feel like our content is not really changing. I think it's more that our name has now changed to reflect what our content had really become. And, you know, I think we do feel a little bit more freedom right now. But if you listen to the first couple episodes of This is Joy and Claire, they sound just like the last couple episodes of Girls Gone Wild. And I'll be interested to see how it evolves. But for the time being, it's really more that we were hearing time and time again I don't CrossFit. I never have. I found your podcast through recommendation and I wish I would have known about it sooner, but I was turned away by this CrossFit title.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's important though. I, you know, I I know it's gotta be freeing for you guys. I'm sitting there, like trying to rack my brain for my own podcast. Now I'm like learning from you guys as you're talking. I've always kind of felt like what I'm wanting to do here while I'll be talking about CrossFit is still just about my life. Like you know, like for me, CrossFit isn't my life. And John, I, I people
1: ha- want to hear about your life, and that's what people want. That and that's the human element, a human element of connection. People want to relate to you. And we, if Claire and I start talking about like facts or things that are just kind of like surface levely, it's it it's not as good. And so, like the second Claire and I kind of drop into the human parts of ourselves is when we have the best episodes.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we've had some, you know, moments just even the last couple of months, you know, like, and this is where Nikki's been a big value add, cause she's got a great family and, you know, she had that tragedy with her family over the holidays. And I was blown away by the number of people that were reaching out, you know, asking about her, you know, they didn't care about the games. They didn't care about, you know, what was going on. They want to know how her family was doing since the house burned down. You of course. Know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really touching, but I, I hope that people will continue to realize that while crossfit is a significant portion of their life it's just an activity no different than netflix no different than hulu you know it's like it isn't your life it's the community that's important it's you know knowing other people spending time with them that's important
1: yeah connection
0: but so it's exciting for you guys so you've are 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 people moving over as quick as you thought they would
1: oh yeah people have subscribed we uh we still have to kind of pick up on a couple other feeds. It's just kind of a technical thing. Once you load up to Apple podcasts, all the other feeds catching up to grab our podcast. But uh, so far we've had great results and it seems like everyone's coming on over. So people are, who are listening, who are not subscribed, go to your podcast app and subscribe to this is joy and Claire.
0: So I have a kind of a technical question. Um, Cause I, I'm, I feel like I'm a shitty interviewer for the record. It's just not my thing. I mean, I'm, I'm winging it as I go Come on, John, pick it up. <laughs> no, I know. But, and it, and I, I found early on, like it was fun when I added Nikki because she's really good at it being a reporter. Uh, and so she added a kind of a dynamic to that. But the hard part for me is the planning between the two of us, like trying to figure out, you know, how are we both going to get on together? You know, like today's a great example. She couldn't be here because of the mayhem thing. Like how do you guys coordinate your time and get together and plan, you know, for a guest that you're having on.
1: That's, yeah, that's, uh, planning is really hard, but luckily Claire and I, it's just a really weird string of luck that we have always found (laughs) time to coordinate, but it's hard. And I think sometimes we have to just either push stuff out further and it's fine to reschedule some things. We've definitely had to reschedule interviews or whenever you're dealing with more than one person on a schedule, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But I think flexibility, you know, you just have to be flexible and make it work and get up early. Claire's not a morning person, but she's making this work, um, or an evening person and recording it really late. I think we've had a couple interviews um, where we had to do it like eight 830 at night because it's on the West Coast and they couldn't, they're working. And so like there's types of things you just have to be flexible with. But I definitely think when you have co-hosts, um, like you said, scheduling with Nikki, I think that's just it. having, first of all, recording with four people is a lot. So, if you're, if you, if Claire and I are recording with two other people, we are usually just like super, super silent and only one person is speaking because it's just so hard to not have that crosstalk. But as far as scheduling goes, I think flexibility is like the only thing I can give you advice on.
2: And I think it's also just that like Joy and I, it's an ongoing conversation for us every single week. We don't have a set time. Every single week we record at a different time. And it's an ongoing, open conversation. And I think the other thing that, sounds so, um, obvious and like, yeah, of course you have to do this, but that really does make a huge difference is always just assuming good intent from the other person. Like assuming that if they're, Oh, I can't do it that day because you know, X, Y, Z, like, we're not sitting here rolling our eyes. Like, come on joy. You're going to brunch with your mom. Like what the hell, you know,
1: why aren't you podcasting? Aren't with me? It's podcasting, never been. Yeah, it's never yeah. Like
2: we've we've never once you know let ourselves go down that road of feeling like, well, I'm the one always having to work around your schedule or vice versa. And we've been doing this for so long now. Like when we started doing this podcast, I had just gotten engaged. I'm now yeah. married with two kids. Like our lives has changed dramatically since we started. And um, I think kind of similar to like what I was talking about with that that thankfulness habit. We've been doing it for so long now that it's truly a part of our lives. and my husband you know just brought me a cup of coffee. he's out there in the kitchen trying to wrangling kids the kids coming yeah. in here and you know a lot of people have to be involved for us to make this work, but they everybody knows it's important to us. We know it's important to us. And also every single week we are asking ourselves the same question like is this still fun? Is this still worth it? Right. Is it still worth it for me to take 90 minutes out of my evening when I should be playing with my kids? or get up early in the morning or reschedule something else. And, you know, it just, it is.
0: Does it ever feel like it's too much?
1: No, it hasn't. I think there's days when I'm exhausted after work. Like if we record after work mentally, I think the way my brain works is I always want to make sure I have a plan, that I have something to talk about um, because that's just how I work. And at the end of the day, if I'm tired, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What are we going to talk about? And it always works out fine. It's like the second you turn it on record, that's usually when I'm the most present in my life. And that's why I keep doing it. And that's why I think we keep enjoying it. But, you know, kind of what Claire was saying too, is like, we have we know each other's schedules. We know that we have certain areas of time that we can't record and we can record. And it's so important to us that we make it work. So it's like, okay, so we can't do the morning. So I'll make it work in the evening. So it's like never a point where we're just like, hard no. Um I, it, It's, I, and I swear this is like, one of those things where I feel like it's just a stroke of luck that we that we came together to do the show because I don't think this would work for everybody. And I think that's why a lot of podcasts fizzle out is because they either don't make it a priority, which again, that's fine because that probably just wasn't for them. But because we've been doing it for so long and we're always like evaluating every single day, like, is this still fun for us? Yeah, it's still fun. Okay. We're going to keep doing it. And we make it a priority.
2: And that's also one of the main reason really that we have never strongly considered taking on podcasting full time, you know, especially over the last couple of years, we definitely had reached a point with a podcast where if, you know, we wanted to quit our jobs and really focus on podcasting as a job, we probably could have made that work. And, you know, we just continually have the conversation like that, knowing that if this had to become our source of income, it would fundamentally change the why of why we're podcasting. And it would probably ruin the fun. And so, you know, both Joy and I have other full-time day jobs. We both work 40 hours a week and it's because it gives us the freedom to just let podcasting be what it needs to be. And also I was going to say that um, a couple of years at the, at the CrossFit, a couple of years ago at the CrossFit Games, we met someone else who had kind of started a podcast and it had fizzled out and he was like, you know, like a lot of stuff just been going on in my life and I haven't really been able to get to it. And it made me realize that when stuff goes on in my life, like when events happen, when changes happen, I want to podcast about it. I don't feel like I need to take a step back from the podcast to let life happen. Right. Like I want to talk about it. Like this is how I process. It's become such a part of my life that like this is now part of how I work through things. And, you know, I went through when we were doing Girls Now a I talked about having multiple miscarriages. I talked about postpartum depression. I talked about, you know, we talk about how like marriage is difficult. We talk about leaving difficult jobs and, you know, we process a lot of things, not necessarily in real time. Cause like we still need to be a little bit guarded of our lives and of our hearts, but having that community to support me through a lot of really tough stuff that I've gone through in the last couple of years has been I mean, really it's gotten me through it, like, especially through a lot of the fertility stuff and a lot of the postpartum stuff. Like, I don't know, it would have looked a lot different had I not had our community to not only receive my story and hold it, but also say, Hey, I've been there. Here's what helped me. And also thank you for sharing that helped me out. Like, it's just so, um, it's really just helped us grow as people.
0: Did it ever feel too invasive? Like I I had a moment a few weeks ago. Someone created a um a fan page for Bean. Swear to God, you can't even make this up. Like Bean has his own fan page. And it just it felt weird and creepy. Like all of a sudden I went from going, Oh, it's fine, I got all these people talking to me and you know, it's a nice little community and people know me to going, Oh my God. Like people are taking snaps of Bean when I drop him in my story and saving them on their phone. And it just felt weird. Does it ever feel weird to you guys when people know so much about your lives and they talk to you like they've known you your whole life?
1: No, I think people who will come to us and say, I'm so sorry, I sound like a stalker because I know so much about you. And Claire and I are like, we we know that because we share so much about our lives. Um, it hasn't ever gotten to that point. Like we don't have fan pages about our animals. So we're not as big <laughs> time as you, John. Um, you know, the, I think the only time, I wouldn't say invasive, but I think the only time... And I'm, I'm a very sensitive soul, John. I have a very sensitive heart. And, uh, so it's, and thank God for Clara, because she'll kind of talk me off the ledge when I, I take, I'll take things personal or I'll just get really heated about something someone says, I think the only time that just really just rubs me the wrong way and I cannot let it go is when someone makes assumptions about who I am as a person. Um, I once a while ago, a long time ago, I want to say it was like four or five years ago. Someone actually podcasted, a, like made an episode about something I had gone through, and just had all this commentary about my personal process. And I, and first of all, the the host just like I know she's a listener; she may even be listening to this. But um, the her co host didn't even listen to the episode, like didn't even listen to the episode that, that she was referencing. So it was kind of like so far removed and so just wrong that I felt, I remember just feeling like, oh my God, like that just feels so icky. Um, Or someone just recently emailed us and was like, I feel like you guys took your personal issues and you were blah, 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 like made something kind of like, you're just airing your personal issues about this topic. And I wanted to be like, don't talk to me about my personal issues. Like (laughs) I was just like, that's where I get really, really defensive because it's like, yes, we're sharing our personal lives, but you cannot speak to what our feelings are, or you can't that whole thing of like, you can't tell me how to feel. Um, that's the only time that I just get like, oh, what? This just drives me crazy. But um, it's it's part of like what we do as well. So I have to kind of see that. Like I'm, I'm learning, I think this year, my mantra really is like learn to get a thicker skin because if we're going to open up our audience and have more people come out to listen to us, we're going to probably get more negative. And I think the thing Claire and I were talking about earlier or Claire was saying earlier is like really owning Joy and Claire it, we've it's taken us a long time to build the confidence to to do that, and for my own personal experience, it's been so safe to be in the girls gone wild realm because we've developed this very tight knit community. Everyone's super nice. We rarely get mean comments, and something that I just have to keep telling myself: I'm like, we're going to open ourselves selves up to a larger audience. I have to have a thicker skin, and I have to be, I have to get really used to people just being nasty because it's going to come, and I have, just have to be ready for it.
2: And I think too, it's like, what's that line between wanting your listeners to have a personal connection to you and to feel like, yes, they know you. Like when somebody comes up to me and says, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that I don't really know you, but I feel like I do. And, you know, thank you for talking about X, Y, Z. Like that's one of the biggest compliments that I feel like we can get is for someone to say, I feel like I know you and listening to you talk about whatever helped me at a time in my life when I really needed a friend. That is the number one thing someone can say to me that just makes me feel like, this is why I do this. And on the other hand, how can you have that in one hand while also saying, I can't share everything about my life. You don't actually know me. And I don't owe you anything. And so I have to be okay with allowing people to use our stories however they need to, while also when it comes to it, being able to hold the line of like i don't owe you anything you don't know me no matter how much you feel like you do and i know that you know can feel harsh for people who feel like but i do know you you helped me get through this really hard time in my life that's great and also i am a complex person who has so much more going on than what you hear about and sometimes it can be really easy to feel like we owe it to our listeners to like let them just dump on us but we don't and we really have to hold that boundary sometimes
0: it's, that's a good lesson for me. I'm struggling with this. I, I'll be honest. Like, and, and so I'm glad to hear you guys have kind of the same experience. And like, my journey has been really fast. Like the page mm-hmm. has only been going on for a year and a half. Yeah. Know? I was so going to say for, like,
1: you've had like this very fast trajectory.
0: Yeah. It's been ridiculous. And, um and so I really struggle. I struggle with all of that, especially the last part you just talked about with, with people pulling at me wanting me to do things and, you know, because they feel like they know me so well. They're like, Oh, jump in on this and jump in on this and we need your help with this. And it's like, I have moments where I'm like, I can't do it all. I just, I can't, I can't jump into every topic that people want help with. And I try to, I, mm. you know, cause there's the other side of me that I'm also like, uh, like I'm one of those people. If you text me, you're absolutely getting a text back because I can't stand to have the notification on my phone. I can't stand it. I have to answer.
1: <laughs> you have to but, respond.
0: Yeah. And so I, I treat the page the same way. Like I respond to virtually every DM I get, I just have to, it's just how I'm wired and it stresses me out, man. Like it really stresses so, me out.
1: So can I give you some advice?
0: Yes, please.
1: I would say that the, why did you start the page? Like go back to the beginning of why you started the page and what your intentions were at the beginning that made it so suc- successful and always go back to that home base because you're going to burn yourself out you're going to burn yourself out trying to do the people please and trying to, like, if you're focused, and I know you're not saying this, but like, if you're focused on pleasing the followers, getting the followers, making sure everyone's happy, the page is going to crash and burn. So going back to the beginning of like, okay, where's my home base? And that's what Claire and I will often do because people will do the same thing to us. And they'll be like, we want you to talk about this. We want to do this. And we're always like, does that feel good for us? Does that feel like that is in line with what? why we started in the first place. What, why did we start in the first place? So, because I I am like you, where you kind of want to just be engaged, 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 and feel like that's going to keep the fire burning, but it's really not. Like that's, that's those are like little kindling that's just going to burn out really fast. So, um, I mean, and no one's going to get mad if you don't respond. They may, but that's on them, not you. I think but that's, if you want to keep like the sustainability of it, I would say, don't do that. Stop that's that That's right what now. I
2: would say. It's like, I feel like we put a lot on ourselves that is our own perception. And I think one of the ways that one of the things that helps us is that I actually tend to be a lot more of like a cut and dry, like you don't know me type of person. And so I can kind of coach joy through that as well of like, we don't know this person, anything like I am not you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know my life. Like I'm, I'm very extroverted. I'm very community oriented. Like I would say community is my number one value in my life. And that, you know, I feel like that encompasses my family my friends, like, you know, these just concentric circles. And what I tend to think about is, is like a concentric circle. And, you know, it's like, I have me, I have my very close family, my very close friends, like the people who I turn to, who I truly, these are the people, and there's only maybe a half dozen of them who I really truly care that they know and not necessarily approve, but that they they're the ones who can have input in my life and outside of that circle, the farther and farther you get, the less and less I care about what you think. And I have to hold that line and it sounds kind of bitchy, but like, I literally sometimes just have to say like, I don't care what you think.
1: Yeah. Take and, a page from Brene. What's she yeah. call it? The, the card crew or something. There's like oh, a little, what's it called? Yeah. The, the square squad, square squad, square squad. Do you have a square squad, John?
0: Oh, I don't think so.
1: So square squad, squad is like a little tiny, what is it? Three by, by
2: five card or is the concept it like- is basically like <laughs> yeah, basically. find this tiny handful of people who you truly feel like have throughout your life, earned your trust, earned the ability to be called, you know, one of your most trusted inner circle people and r- literally write them down. And it should be so few people that they can barely fit on a tiny piece of tiny paper. piece
1: of paper that fits in your wallet.
2: And square squad. Yeah. You have a business card that you can list these people on. And if they don't fit on there, then they don't, you know, then you have to cut them. Doesn't and, matter. Yep. Right. And like outside of that group, you don't care what they think. And it's, it's hard because as people were <laughs> it's as so hard, were hardwired to want connection, to want approval, <laughs>
1: to want to be liked, to want to be
2: liked. And I think that, you know, having, any type of social media presence that goes beyond just like your mom following your Instagram page it's a, every single day is a lesson in just letting go of needing other people's approval and it's liberating once you get there but it it's again like just like anything it's not like okay the switch is flipped and now i don't care anymore like every single day i we have to balance these, you know, emails we get where people will feel really called out by something we said and feel really offended. And my first instinct is to want to reach back out and say, I'm so sorry. We never meant to do that. Like, you know, tell us what to do better. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't owe you anything. You don't know me. I don't care what you think. And like I said, like, that sounds really bitchy, but like, you have to let yourself go there. You have to you have let to yourself just not put care. A boundary
1: up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking of like all the things coming in, like all of your DMs, for example, first of all, it's a waste of time to just go through all of them, all of them, all of them. So set like 15 minutes, like in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon or whatever. But I, I always think about like celebrities because I follow, you know, for example, one of these like very famous comedians always, ha- she has her DMs on and I'm like, how does she filter through all the DMs? And I think, it, I don't know, do you think it's like FOMO? What is it for you? Cause FOMO is a big thing. Like on social media, I always like scroll through Claire and I've talked about this where I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm like going to miss something or I'm going to miss like that one meme. That's like life changing. If I don't, if well, I on my phone five minutes, early. there are a couple <laughs> of
0: things. So like, for one, I have to leave them on because I actually get a lot of content that way. Like people send me funny videos. Like I had one last night that blew up like crazy. That came from a follower. She's a, you know, C1 coach, Jones, Jones, a, a gym coach, whatever. It was really funny. And uh, so I get content from there. And so I have to, you know, I do keep it on from that. Um, I don't know. I think initially, like I kind of built the page initially by responding and interacting with the community. I was just talking to Nikki about this, that I feel like what I really have to stop isn't so much the DMS I have, cause I can look at those now and determine whether I should respond. And I don't always respond to all of them where I have to stay out of now is the comments. I used to go in the comments a lot and, you know, I would, you know, yeah, response It's just like a
1: boneyard of weirdos.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's just too many bad things that can come from it. Like I, you know, some guy I did a post the other day. I did something to do. It was a joke about endurable ball and you know, so performance enhancing drugs. And so he comes in and goes a hundred percent of the athletes are on drugs. Well, now my coach is a top 10 CrossFit athlete. So I took offense to it. Like I got too sensitive. That was my problem. I was, you know, uh, more like joy should have been more like Claire. You know, I went in and said, they're not all taking. And we got in an argument and I ended up having to block him for it. Cause he got too nasty, too quick, you know? And I, you know, as so I was telling Nikki, I'm like, I got to get out of the comments. And to your point, like, you know, having like kind of a small group of people in your life that you trust, like she's on that list, which is why I was talking to her about it. But I think I need to be more cognizant of like, who's actually on that list. Like in the past, it's been her, maybe Sean Woodland, I've got one or two others, but I do talk to other people besides that. And maybe I need to exclude some of those voices and and limit it to two or three. But I will say last thing is, is comments are great
1: too, because we want to interact with our audience, right? You do. But I think when it comes to sometimes what, if I get triggered by something and I'm like, Oh, I'm just so angry. am like, what am I going to, if, if my energy goes to this, am I going to be okay with no matter the outcome? So I know I'm not going to change this person's mind. So why would I say something? But there's some times where I truly have to say just in my own heart of hearts, you are not getting away with this. Like there was something recently, we got an email and she said something that I was like, oh no, no, I'm not letting you get away with this. And I wrote back, I don't know, Claire, if you saw my interaction with her, but I was just like, no, 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 you don't get to say this and just like skate off. So that was my choice. I I could have easily let it go, but that was one thing where I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to change her mind but I definitely am going to say you cannot speak to anyone's personal experience and think that you know what we're talking about like period the end. So I'm not going to let you get away with that. But at the end of the day I'm not spending hours and hours and hours worrying about the comments that we get but at the same time we don't get a lot of negative, negative comments. That's yeah, case it's by
2: hard. case. I think that's what we're getting at. It's like it's case by case but at the end of the day it really just is helpful to have somebody in your corner who first of all reminds you to get down off the ledge and also who you can talk to and say, "Hey, this comment really bugged me. Should I respond? And they might say, yeah, you're right. That was crappy. Like you should call them out. Or like if you feel like you need to say something, then say something, or they might say, it's just not worth it. And you know, just like remember your little joy and Claire on your shoulder. Right. Enjoy, enjoy saying, you know what, if, if that hurt your heart, then you need to say something. And I'm over here being like, no, they don't, you don't owe them anything. They don't owe, you don't you. owe them anything. And just, you know, like, just pick whichever I, one you
1: were feeling that day. <laughs> it's
0: fine. I'll just send you each email. So, all right, who? how should I respond? And you guys. <laughs> Which
1: one I, should respond today?
0: Yes, it would be great. No, it's great advice. And I really appreciate it because I, you know, I do, as someone new to this, I struggle with it. And, you know, I, I often think our, you know, the audience doesn't, they don't view us as people. I know it's not, or they don't view the human side of us. Like I get that a lot. I get, you know, people that, they just think I'm some cold hearted bastard out here making fun of people. And I'm like, I don't like people I we actually look at the stuff that's sent to us. And I know when I post something about Fraser, for instance, about him being short, I know he sees it, you know. He looks up to see it, but he sees it, you know. Sorry, I couldn't resist another yes, short joke. He's, he's
2: on, <laughs> he on a phone book to look at his computer, but that's
0: yeah, fine. Yeah, he's he stands on a little stepladder to to look at his phone. But yeah. um I know he sees it, which is why I intentionally try to never be you know. I always try to put something in the commentary that says how much I respect him and that he's the champ and and that sort of thing. Um, but I th- often think when people send us messages, they just don't don't think we're going to read it, you know, and they don't think of the impact of their words. And there is a real emotional impact, at least for me, because I'm very emotional. Yeah. Well,
2: that's social media in general. You know, I think that's what people demonize so much about social media is that we've gotten away from that, human element. And they talk about that with kids and why social media is so toxic for kids as they're learning social cues and social skills is that they can hurl these insults. Like if you're 10 years old and you walk up to someone on the playground and say, you're ugly and I hate you, you see their face just fall and you get a reaction from watching someone else be have their feelings hurt and that doesn't feel good to you to realize I just caused this person to have their feelings hurt. Well, if you're on the internet, you don't get that feedback. And so it just becomes so easy and so reflexive to just hurl out negativity because it doesn't come back to you in any way, shape or form. There's no like sense of, oh, that didn't feel good to make someone else feel bad. And you know, that's what the comment section is, is people who are offloading their own crap and need somewhere to put it. And they're like, I'm putting in your comments. And I mean, Joy always says this like around it it's on, well, I was going to say spot it, you got it, but that's a different thing. But this is more like, it's, this is their crap and they're putting it on you. This is their like, they BS. So I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours about how like
0: right. people like, bring their
2: own baggage into every yeah. single interaction, but yeah, it's just, well, it's we'll, tough.
0: We'll do a separate episode about that. We'll say F all y'all. That's what we'll call it. Okay. F all you guys. We're great. just going to talk about you for an hour. We're great. the best. Yes. Bye. Well, so I, I really appreciate you guys being on today. We're right up kind of to the end of our time. So let's make sure everyone knows where to find you. So the new podcast, this is Joy and Claire. You can find yeah. it on Wish channel?
2: On Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, We're on most smaller podcast apps like Himalaya, um, you know, Podbean, all those types of places. And there's a couple that we're still kind of getting into. Like we apparently haven't shown up on Podcatcher in Canada yet, but we're working on it. We're getting there. But most of the major places, and you can always find us on joyandclaire.com. Joy is spelled J-O-Y, Claire is spelled C-L-A-I-R-E. Joy and com. You can find us on Instagram at Joy underscore because some robot has at Joy and Claire with no posts, no followers. Not bitter about that at all. Um, we are at Joy and Claire on Twitter. We are this is Joy and Claire on Facebook, and you can email us. This is joy and gmail at gmail.com. We love hearing from people as long as you're nice. No. <laughs> we love hearing from people. We absolutely love, we love getting voice memos just love all the things. We love interacting. That's why we do what we do. So we would love for you guys to check us out. And you can also always go back and listen to the Girls Gone Wad podcast. Girls Gone Wad is still available anywhere you get your podcasts. We have over like almost 350 episodes. Um, If you want to nerd out about CrossFit. Yeah. It's a
1: lot of episodes. Lot you can episodes. just go binge them all.
0: Just spend the weekend 350, 350 hours worth of
1: 350 CrossFit. hours of CrossFit. We've actually had listeners email us and they're like, I just binged your entire series of episodes on Girls Gone Wild. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: <If you're> like, <laughs> lot we're lot the our episode. We're like, ah, don't. The sound quality was so bad. We just were like talking into the external microphone of my laptop in a gym, like with no mic. It was terrible. Like, so bad.
0: Yeah. I I think everyone, I think everyone has that learning journey. I certainly, I'm still having mine to a huge degree. So, well, ladies, thank you. This has been a, uh, it's been a pleasure, a lot of fun. We'll absolutely have to do this again.
2: Yes, this was so fun. Thank you. We love being on other people's podcasts. We love talking
1: about ourselves. Yeah, it's so fun. We don't have to think too much about it. It's great.
0: I know. I like going on other people's too, because it's like refreshing. I don't even have to plan. I just show up, say whatever the hell I want and get out. It's great. Yeah. So, well, again, thank you so much for everyone listening. We appreciate you being on today, and we will talk to you soon.